What makes him happy? Uh, not being in this movie. Not being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the gaslighting gets really good. My nickname around these parts is Dead Weight. I haven't been considering scissor. I'm prepared to travel in time. We were deep into an Adam Sandler rabbit hole in this podcast. How did that happen? A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kirk Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Jason Bowers. So we have watched a movie this week that... We are chomping at the bit to talk about. We do have opinions. And like, right. And like I shared with Jason and um, uh, Kurt before the podcast, this movie triggered me <laughs> in a lot of ways. And we'll definitely very, get into that. I, I could see why it would. Points. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I, was very, I was very. That was going to sound. Go ahead. For those people listening at home, these guys are going. Back and forth has really stirred up some <laughs> serious emotion. Well, to be fair, I well, we were we message each other on Facebook Messenger because that's how we do the recording of the show, and so I was I, I had it in front of me on a keyboard, so I was able to type much faster. I'm not a fast typer on the phone, but yeah, I was watching this movie, and there were parts I was like, "This is unacceptable. I need to vent about this." And of course, you know, I don't know many people. <laughs> Who watch Hallmark movies in real time? So I'm like, I've got it. I've got to message Kurt and Jason right now. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get into it. But I, I believe, Les, you probably have a question for Kurt. Yes, Kurt. Do you have any Black China news? Doing a piece of China, China, China. I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Well, Black China is going to be on the Wendy Williams show this Monday night, from what I understand. Yes, uh, she is. Mo- she was, oh, sorry, Monday, her show is on. Uh, I don't know, is she on a, a she, night She's show a daytime talk show, but they show repeats of it uh, I, either on We or Oxygen, one of those. They show it during the, okay. day, uh, the evening on one of those channels. Okay. We're recording this on uh, February 11th, 2021. Just to put that in context, so uh, so to uh, to prepare our audience to see uh, Black China on Wendy Williams, I thought I would uh, dig up this article from Showbiz Cheat Sheet. This is from November seventeenth, okay. twenty twenty. Okay, this is where um, Wendy Williams and Black China. Uh, Wendy Williams spars with Black China after claiming she's homeless. Uh, the, uh, the, oh yeah, 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 the, yeah. That's right. Yeah, the, the TV stars have long had a tense relationship, but things took a turn for the worse on November 16th when Williams blurted out on her show that Black China had allegedly become homeless. Her remarks prompted a swift clapback from Black China, who called out the TV host on social media. Um, Williams' comment came during the Inside Scoop segment of her self-titled talk show. She and entertainment journalist Devin Simone were going through a range of hot topics when the conversation turned to Black China's ex, Tyga, who was reportedly being sued by a landlord for unpaid rent and property damages. The topic reminded Williams of conversations she had. She said she had with Black China. Black China texts me regularly. Can you help me find a condo? I have no place to live, she said. 
The remark shocked Simone, who then pointed out that Black China previously said she doesn't receive child support for her kids, King and Dream, who she shares with Tyga and Rob Kardashian, respectively. Yep, single mother of two. Can I find her a place to live? Williams continued. And it was like random. Like maybe she sent a blast to everybody she knows because it didn't say dear Wendy. But I didn't answer. (laughs) As clips of the moment circulated social media, Black China took to her Instagram story to respond to Williams. She did not directly comment on the claim, but she she suggested that it was untrue as she showed off a fleet of luxury cars in her mansion in Calabasas, California. She added the audio to her 2020 song Cash Only featuring Trippy Red to the video, which features the lyrics, ain't no sense in lying, I don't call nobody mine, and I ain't checking for nobody either, I promise I'm fine, I'd rather chase money to spend because I can't see myself spending time, I ain't need one on my side, can't be worried about you when I'm busy trying to get mine. Williams did not publicly respond to Black China. Um, yo, yo, yo. I, I like that that content creation has evolved to a point where we are now doing a podcast and Kurt is doing a rerun of Black China News. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's to put things into, into the historical context. She's coming on the show Monday. You've got to know. You Not, know our show. Not our show. Not our show. Now, I was watching Smart. Wendy today. Okay. Because I am a Wendy. I am a Wendy watcher. I watch Wendy every day. Does she have a name I for her wa- fan army? Wendy watch. Wendy. Watch. Oh, it's called Wendy Watchers. Okay. Uh huh. I'm a Wendy watcher. <laughs> okay. And and I watch Wendy every day. Wendy Wendy is a reliable news source <laughs> for this podcast. <laughs> I watch her on the East Coast feed. Okay. Because I'm a, we're on the West. Jason and I are on the West Coast. Um, and Wendy's based out of New York. So I watch Wendy on the East Coast feed. So I like watch her when I first wake up at like eight in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I start my day with Wendy. Okay. You know, you know, um, or, or as she says in between commercials, have a, grab a snack and come on back. But um, so, so since there was no mention about uh, Black China's outfit, <laughs> Wendy talked about Black China today, oh. and as she was talking about Black China, she put a picture of Black China up as she was talking about her. Did you take notes, so, Les? I did. So they didn't show her outfit, but they showed Black China. Black China looks like she's lost a, a substantial amount of weight, okay. and I'm not saying that she needed to because she really didn't, mm-hmm. but it looked like she lost weight. And she had a pink shoulder-length wig. Okay. Was this a recent photo, do we know? Uh, well, the show was today. Well, I know, so. but if they're just talking about any celebrity, they're, they're not unless they're talking about what's in the photo, they might just put up an old stock photo of them. I'm assuming it was from today only, like it was a recent photo, only because... I've seen stock photos of Black China before, and she's always looked like a little fuller in the face. Well, I wonder if, you know, like when when there's, you know, just a, not a celebrity, just like a regular person commits a crime, 
um, and mm-hmm. they'll or or goes missing, and they'll put up like whatever random Facebook photo they're able to access. Just because right. I wonder if be, because like you know Black China is photographed a lot when she's on good terms with Wendy. If Wendy has them put up a good photo of her, and if she and uh, Black China are on the outs, then Wendy puts up a really unflattering photo of Black China. I mean, oh, it could, oh, like they do in the National Enquirer yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess, I mean, I guess then this means that they are in good terms. It was a cute, it was a cute picture. And one of the things that just came to mind is remember a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how black China was getting like Botox or something done for her jaw because yeah. yeah. Well, her face, her, her face looked like she had like her cheekbones. She had really great cheekbones in this picture. Okay. So I'm wondering if that had to do with some of the stuff that she was having done. Probably. Because it would change the shape of her face a bit, I'd imagine. Yeah. No, she was cute. It was a cute picture. And actually, I'll go one further to even say that Black China in this picture even looked a little younger than she normally does. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, um, yeah. So I'm thinking I'm thinking this is recent and this is after after, you know, some some things she had. Maybe she'll talk about it on Wendy. Maybe on Monday, because, you know, because and the reason why Monday is so important is because Monday on Wendy Williams is always a day of hot topics. And so Wendy today announced it by saying Black China wanted to come on and she is a real life hot topic. So what better day than to, for her to come on but Hot Topics Monday? So there you go. Okay. That's very exciting news. So I, um, I have some news. Oh, go ahead. Oh. Ooh, okay. And now, a me report. Here's Jason Bowers, a.k.a. me. So I've talked <laughs> before on this podcast uh, when we had uh, our friend Nina Weinman on, who's written a bunch of uh, Hallmark movies, uh, talked about how Nina and I used to do improv together. And I think I may have mentioned when we did improv together, we would uh, all we had these uh, stock characters that the two of us would always do uh, anytime we wanted to uh, comment on the action in 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 whatever improv we were doing. So Nina and I played a. Uh, talk show hosts uh bink jackson and mindy McAllister. we were very like highly caffeinated morning talk show duo so i was bink jackson well nina for years has been trying to work in the name bink jackson for a talk show host character and she mm-hmm. almost did it she almost did it nina texted me the other day and said i am so sad that bink jackson didn't clear he's now bink williams now, okay. why wouldn't they clear Bink Jackson? I don't know. Maybe there's another character with a Jackson name in it, or oh. or maybe there's a real person that with that name that didn't they didn't want to get sued by. I, I don't know. But so Bink Williams is gonna be in a Hallmark movie uh airing on March 27th called Breakup Boot Camp that Nina wrote. Yeah. And uh, and literally right as we, I was hitting record today, Nina responded to my request to have her on the podcast to talk about it, and uh, she's going to do it. So we'll we'll get Nina Yay. on the show again. Great. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now, all those names. Yeah. Right. Kind of crazy. That's, cr- that's crazy because yeah, I have no idea that they vet 
the name. Oh yeah, they, they absolutely do. do. Yeah, like the the movie Meet the Fockers, the studio wouldn't uh, greenlight the film until they were able to prove that 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 last name actually exists with that pronunciation. Uh, so they couldn't uh-huh. get in trouble with using that name, you know, in a what was it, like a PG or PG thirteen movie. Oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I, worked, I had like a temp job working for a legal department of uh, some uh, some cable channel. I think I remember who I'm not supposed to say. But yeah, and so I saw like all this stuff. They had to vet all these names. And I, I was reading that Punky Brewster, uh, Brandon Tartikoff knew a girl named Punky Brewster. And they had- <laughs> I feel like I heard started, that story too. Yeah, when they started the show, they had to go and find her and ask her if it was okay. And her name wasn't Punky Brewster anymore. Could you imagine, um, Punky Brewster? Can we get your permission? Yeah. Well, then the real Punky Brewster came on the show one time. But then again, I guess it would be flattering for the real Punky Brewster to have a TV show. Well, it, it, I guess it depends on on the character. You know, you think of these poor women that are named Karen right now. Anyone with the name Karen oh, just gets hell. Named Karen. I don't know what I haven't. I haven't talked to her since. For a while, right? Poor but, but yeah, Punky Punky Brewster. It, it, not only did it turn out to be a hit TV show, isn't Punky Brewster being rebooted? It's coming back yeah. to Beacock. Yeah, it's coming back. Punky Brewster is a a grown ass woman. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. is her ex husband. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, yeah. good for Punky. Yeah, I know, right? Is Cherry back? I don't know. If Cherry's the friend, I believe so. Yes, I believe Cherry's so. a little best friend. Yeah, I don't think Dog is still alive. I but don't think yeah. so. No, and George no, Gaines Henry either. George, yeah, George <laughs> Gaines is no longer with us. Henry, who who I love from, he was on Soap Dish. Oh he yeah, police yeah, yeah, he was he was on Soap Dish. He was the actor who could never learn his lines and who was drunk. And so he'd read the teleprompter. And so 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 Emily would Emily would like mess with him and like grab his face so he wouldn't be able to read the teleprompter. Are you talking about soap? No. Soap dish. Oh no, sorry, not soap dish. Oh wait, no, no, he was not on soap dish. He was on Tootsie. Oh Tootsie, yes, he was on uh, Tootsie. Yes. yes, another movie set at, in the he soap world. Southwest General. Yeah, I remember him in that. <laughs> Yeah, he worked at Southwest General on Titsy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh. Did you uh, have news too, Les? Oh, what, who, who are you reporting on here? Oh, uh, Lori Lachlan. Oh. And now <laughs> it's time for the Lachlan Report. Here's Les Kirk and Al Barrett. Well, Lori Lachlan, the ex- the ex-diva of the Hallmark Channel has completed 100 hours of community service. Congratulations, Lori. Now, what do you I get for that anniversary? Uh, a, a, a signed paper yeah. from your parole officer. Yeah, you get a certificate. You know, one of those ones you should print. You know, you buy those, those pre-made certificate papers and staples and you print that out and you're all set. So I just realized something. She's not able to vote anymore, right? Yeah, I think she is, yeah. Uh, I think it depends on the state. Um, Some, uh, Mm -hmm. I believe some states you are allowed to vote if you have served your time. 
Uh, let's get let's get into this movie. Okay. <laughs> what was real. it called? Something something Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills wedding. wedding. Okay. In the tradition of Beverly Hills Chihuahua, Beverly Hills Bratz, which featured a cameo by Whoopi Goldberg in the very opening of the movie. She just says the title of the movie, and then she's gone. It's Beverly Hills Wedding. Uh, Beverly okay. Hills Cop. So of course. Well, they, of course, that's where it all started. They they start off showing the tired old Beverly Hills sign in the park. That's kind of Beverly. That is in Beverly Hills, but it's literally the park that you drive by on Santa Monica Boulevard. Well, it kind so of it's no big deal. Well, no, it kind of serves as an entranceway to the city, and that sign is somewhat iconic now. And they just refurbished it last year, or so or the year before, rather. And they always have an art fair. Yeah, every park. weekend the traffic is fucked up because there's an art fair in the, the town that's like three blocks over from where I live. Yes, yes. And I get very that's angry because I'm, like, I'm always like, damn it. What was that, Kurt? I wouldn't want to live there. I don't want to be stuck in traffic. I, would, I don't want to be stuck in traffic all the time. You have traffic oh. in, in New Jersey, New York, though, too. Yeah, but I can take public transit here well yeah you do after that oh see and, and, and this is how long i've lived in la because when you said public transit my first thought was oh that's just taking it too far <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny how bougie la is about it when in other cities it's like you know you see rich people poor people all riding side by side because it's the easiest way to get around and like I'm like I'm like oh no how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> walk all the place. I can walk to the grocery store. No, well I walk. We walk here, mm-hmm. but it's just and and I and like my husband, my husband for example does not drive. He does not know how to drive. He's never driven. So he like takes public transportation or like Uber. He takes a lot of Uber or Lyft. Mm-hmm. Okay, but. But right now, I would just, I, right now, just in, in the p- pandemic, public transportation just does not sound appealing to me right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, you, I was taking the bus a little bit regularly here in LA because I got rid of my car a few years ago because I just don't like driving and I don't go that far usually. Uh, so I would either Uber or I would take a bus, but I haven't taken a bus since the pandemic started. And Uber, it's been very rare. Yeah, because, yeah, Uber, I'm like, I I once was going to call an Uber, and I was like, I dialed it, and then I realized, oh, wait a minute, I'm not going to be in a car with this strange person. Well, it's also <laughs> super hard to get one now. I, I don't know what it's like on the East Coast, Kurt, but right now, it's hard to get Ubers because, A, because of the pandemic, not as many drivers want to drive, but be here in LA, you know, a lot of Uber drivers were young, like actor, model, musician types that have pretty much fled the city because they they aren't working at their part-time jobs. There's no gigs going on right now that where they can work on their craft. So they've all gone back home to their parents' houses until this blows over. Right. Yeah, I right. took a lift like last week, but that's the first time I've taken one in She's probably at least a year. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, um, and that is true. Like a lot of people have gone home, but I have a feeling they'll all be coming back this summer 
<laughs> they'll start coming back. They will to a point, but I mean, it's it. You know, this city has become very uh, unaffordable. You know, you're paying all this money for for rent to live here. Uh, but and the reason you pay that in a city like in L.A. or in New York is because of all the amenities. Well, there's no amenities right now. Right. This is true. This is true. All right. I brought the room down. So let's talk about but, this horrible but, movie. Yeah, let's talk. Okay. <laughs> speed of bring, okay. So, so we meet. So we meet Molly, who's the star of this movie, who we've who we've seen before. We've we've seen Molly in several other movies before. Do you remember which one? She looked familiar, but I wasn't even bothered yeah. to look her up. As remember. a matter of fact, I believe the the male and female leads in this movie have played a couple before. Probably. Oh. They, uh, he, the yeah. We've seen the guy. We've seen yeah. him a lot. Yeah, we've seen him before. Wait a minute. And I'm thinking, did we see the star, the female star of this movie wasn't she in a wrong movie or a lifetime movie oh, yeah. as well? Hmm. Maybe. I, I remember the 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 groom in the movie, the 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 younger brother. He uh I think we've seen him in a movie before too. Yeah. But uh, but the but the male lead, we've seen him a lot. Yeah. We see him a lot. Yeah, he looks familiar. Um, so she's so so Molly's a photographer. And she's talking to her assistant and she's telling her assistant how she's got to go and help her sister's boyfriend because her sister's boyfriend wants to propose to her. And then she, she has this picture of her sister and her soon to be fiance when they were little kids. And it's a picture of him Proposing to her when they were like probably four or five or something. Yeah, it's a really cute photo. Yeah. Right. And then we also find out that Molly, so his name was, the the fiance's name is Jordan. Mm -hmm. um, and we find out that uh, the sis, that Molly and Jordan's brother, Corey, also had history when they were all little. So we then go. Oh, oh, and they're they're in Oregon. They're like in bumfuck Oregon. Hughes, Oregon. It was one of the, I feel like the one of the only times where the movie is opened and they actually had uh, text on the screen telling you where the movie was set. Right. So they so then um, they go. They do the perform. They do the. Uh, they do the proposal. I wrote here that they had it set up. So that her sister came home, Sophia came home from work. Jordan mm -hmm. was waiting for her. He's like, let's go for a walk. And they go for a walk. And then I wrote here uh, that uh, that Molly is lurking behind bushes like a stalker, yeah. taking pictures. Yeah, like she's like stalking Sasquatch. Yeah. Woods or something. Well, it, was, it was kind of weird. It, it's sort of, right. you know, we've kind of talked about this concept before that, that you can basically have the same uh, framework for a story and make a lifetime version of it or a Hallmark version of it. This was obviously the Hallmark version. The lifetime version would be, that would be a shaky camera and, and the woman right. taking the photos, Molly would be wearing a black hoodie and she'd be trying to invade her sister's life to steal her, her soon to be husband. 
And then, like, in the Lifetime movie, he would propose to her, she'd say yes, and then they would, like, have sex on the ground. Oh, yeah, his right shirt there. would be off. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the girl attacking the other girl and then wrestling to the ground as well. With yes. chloroform. Yes. Oh, yeah. There would absolutely be chloroform. So, um... So the proposal happened. She says yes, of course. Then Molly's congratulating them. Uh, and then they start talking about the wedding. And uh, we find out that uh, the couple, they're kind of strapped for cash because Sophia is still paying off her student loans. And so She's they're like, forgiveness. Right. So then Molly, so then Molly, of course, wants to rush it, but they're kind of like, hey, hey, you know, wait, we need to make the money. We need to save money. Um, but then Molly, of course, agreed to help them. And then we end up at a at a barn where they're having like a little congratulatory party. Mm-hmm. And the whole family's there, you know, mom, his mom and dad, and then her dad. And their aunt, which means her I mother is dead. Dead. Yeah. And they, ex- they explicitly said it. They, it, it. they danced around it for like a second. Then they just said when mom died. It was like, aw. Why does the aunt have to be there? So, so, the mother's, so the mother's dead. That means the aunt has to hang around, like play the role. She's like oh. Sandy Duncan. Uh, yeah. Or kind of like on Andy she, Griffith. Was, she was totally Sandy Duncan on the Hogan family. Yeah. Well, I was really annoyed by this aunt. I don't or, or like Aunt B. She, like or like Andy Griffith when Aunt B. Aunt B showed up. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't want and that. Would make pie. No, the the aunt was very annoying in this. And a because she thought she was funny. The aunt's She's only only characteristic that that they uh, they put in the movie was she likes to eat chocolates out of a box. Yes. Yeah. Well, so do I. That, Maybe I the aunt. you were the aunt, Kurt. I actually put that wow. in my notes. I was going to oh, ask you on. if you related to oh, her. Yeah. You know, I noticed and then, in Hallmark movies too. Uh, people are never sick. They just they just go straight to dead. You know, <laughs> you don't have like, oh, mom's sick. Nope. They just go straight to dead. That's it. So, you know, they're having... It's cleaner. So they're having the party. They're having the party in the barn. Um, Then... Party uh, in the barn. Jordan's brother, Corey, shows up. Ah. And Molly starts acting weird. So we already know, uh uh-oh, they dated when they were kids and broke up. Yeah. Which is what happened. Yeah. Have you noticed it, uh, it's been a theme in the Hallmark movies that l- when they have the 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 two leads where they have a history where they dated in the past, it's always always the guy did something wrong. The guy uh, yeah. left, or not not even the guy did something wrong, but the, one of them leaves. But no matter who leaves, the woman is always mad at the guy for having left. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. And in this case, I guess he just didn't want to be in the small town anymore. Mm-hmm. And he left, but didn't ask her to come with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll blame him. <laughs> and wasn't it like he left and like, and it was a 
quick sort of a thing. Like he's like, I'm going by. Well, I like think it was a- I think it was explained because he went sailing or something. And it was supposed to be like a short jaunt, and then uh, he decided to stay. Yeah, and 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 she was upset that he he didn't even like bring it up to her that like, hey, I need to do this. You just did now, it. now what I was. Now, now, a kind of red flag for me in this movie was the fact that the movie started out and normally our heroines in these movies are very busy. Like, they are so busy. They are working. They don't have time for anything. Mm-hmm. Molly didn't seem so busy. Like, she was kind of busy, but she wasn't like... They they Hallmark they they showed her at work, but yeah, she wasn't like running around like a maniac. But she did have an assistant for doing wedding but photos. The, but I well, knew this was going to be a problem. Because normally, because normally our our Hallmark ladies are running around, busy meetings, yeah. too busy for Christmas. You know, and she had some time, you know. Very home, too. Like, usually that woman's, like, in the big city, and then she comes home. This woman was already, you know, so, so she was but, already at home. But it was right. the, the dynamic that we have seen before of, I, you know, I've, I've actually, I'm ready for my next challenge. I'm ready for the next thing. Right. So Corey's there, you know, Corey shows up and then I wrote here, there's a lot of tension, a lot of shade, throwing shade. Um, right. Uh, aunt gives a toast, you know, and then they toast to love and then there's more pictures. And then I wrote here, the first really big red flag was the fact that Jordan, the fiance was not into social media at all. Why do you feel like that's... Oh, I, because that's like a cheater thing? Well, and just kind of like, uh-oh, we're in 2021, and you're on no social media? Like, nothing? Right. Like, like that's... That's that's kind of a red flag that he's got a pole in his butt. <laughs> or something. Yeah, really? <laughs> that's that's the like new Hallmark tight. movie that we saw the ads for less. Oh, that's true. <laughs> we we talked about this off the podcast. What's the premise of this movie that's going to be on Hallmark next week? Oh my god, I'm so excited! It's about it's yeah. about two twins in the Mediterranean. Because and there's nothing. You know, okay, my first love of movies is a good makeover movie is a twin switching identities movie but it's a very specific hallmark genre has embraced the hallmark has embraced the gay because right. this is not only a twin switching an identity movie it's the gay twin switching the identities with the straight twin and what transpires does does a straight the, twin what, well, we what don't know we do? haven't we, we haven't seen it yet uh, I just saw in the commercial where it's the gay twin and the straight twin and the gay twin's boyfriend is all over the straight twin who he thinks is the gay twin. Oh, yeah? Uh Uh-oh. Like kind of mauling him. And I was like, Hallmark? Oh, my God. Look at you. Hallmark movie? I don't think. (laughs) Getting racy. Wow. I don't think a mainstream studio would produce this. (laughs) I was like, Hallmark? Hallmark? Hallmark Boy, they've got something to prove. They said, well, well, because this is what they have to prove. They're like, okay, we thought we were a shoe in 
when we had our gay movie and Lifetime not only outgayed us, mm-hmm. they outgayed us with our premise, with our tropes. Lifetime used our own tropes against us and outgayed us. <laughs> so we need to like get it together. So, okay, so they switch bodies. Uh, they don't switch bodies, they switch like identities. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And does the gay, <laughs> what do they do? Does the gay guy like have to go down on a woman or what is it? This is Hallmark. This is Hallmark. It's not the Spice Channel. Okay. Hallmark. <laughs> Spice, is that still around? And just to be clear, my definition of a guy mauling another guy on Hallmark was the guy kissed him on the cheek. Oh, in no, the promo. Okay. In the promo. Well, that's Right in the promo, that's for Hallmark. That's yeah. like you know, it's penetrative sex right there, right? Yeah, my mind went places. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, so then Molly, we find out that Molly, you know, Molly's like a portrait photographer, but we find out that she's a little down on herself because she thought by now her pictures would be appearing in a gallery somewhere. And her aunt was like, you know, don't give up on your dreams. There's still time. Yada, yada, yada. So then we find out that, oh, then, yeah, then we find out about the Molly and Corey history. And it was he, really expository, talking, too. It was a long explanation that, that could have been yeah. streamlined a little bit. Yeah. Cause then he went into, he worked on a sailboat. He didn't want to be tied down to the, to the farm he's giving coordinates of where he was at sea he jumped on a boat and sailed away from her he he read her every single one of his journal entries while he was gone right oh great so so then so then so then the next scene molly's talking to her assistant and they're talking about the wedding and like having to get money for the wedding and Molly's assistant's like, hey, why don't you enter one of those sweepstakes? My cousin won a sweepstakes and had, like, their entire wedding paid for. I initially liked that idea. I mean, you know, that's economical. Oh, I still do. I do. I, I, do. I do if you're going to get something that you're going to actually like. Right. And herein right, yeah. lies the, the underlying issue in this movie. Um, right. So then, all of a sudden, we see a commercial from Terrence, the wedding planner of the stars. And so he's going on about, you could have your perfect wedding in Beverly Hills. And I guess I'm so desensitized to Beverly Hills from not only living in California, but living in West Hollywood for many years and literally going to Beverly Hills like every day. I was kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, it, I, I I think just overall, it doesn't hold quite the cachet that it used to, or quite the uh, sort of uh, dream version of glitz and glamour. Right. I don't think it especially, epitomizes it in people's minds the way it used to. Especially when they said you're gonna get a wedding on Beverly Hills, and then showed the tired old park again, and that's it. 
you know why they might might be showing that sign this is uh, honest to god truth that the um the the famous sign of the beverly hills logo that you've seen in a lot of other movies beverly hills actually trademarked that logo um so they may have to pay to use it and they may not let you be it could be that maybe they don't let hallmark use it because this movie wasn't actually filmed in beverly hills that makes sense that makes sense that makes total sense so i have a question are there are there reasonably priced homes in Beverly Hills or is everything like just sure. really astronomically high? Well, define yeah, reasonable. Like you're, you're not going to find anything yeah. in Beverly Hills, even the like fringe parts of Beverly Hills for less than a million. Because there uh, is kind of a poor part of Beverly Hills. Or like like Beverly yeah. Hills There's poor. like apartments and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, they're but not everything is a mega mansion, though, either. There are some just, yeah. like, modest houses in Beverly Hills. No. And I would say that West Hollywood is, like, competitive with Beverly Hills these days. It is, yeah. West Hollywood, for renting, is the second most expensive city to live in California after San Fran. Um, and mm-hmm. and housing prices in West Hollywood are very high because it's a very desirable desirable place to live because it's like the more fun beverly hills and there's more to do here right right but there's probably places like aspen colorado is probably more expensive than beverly hills i would assume hmm. i Could guess be. it depends i mean the 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 most expensive house in america is in beverly hills there are there are there are mansions that are worth over a hundred million dollars there's several of them really is it- yeah Aspen, more of like a holiday, like a seasonal destination. And there's also parts of North Jersey that are really Mm -hmm. expensive. For sure. Yeah. Mm. Franklin Lakes. Franklin Lakes. I don't know Franklin Lakes. Well, I know Franklin Lakes because that's where the Royal Housewives of New Jersey live. Yes. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So, um... So anyway, um, so they're having like a little get together and Jordan's family goes over to Molly's family's house and Molly's still being weird, being weird, kind of shady. Then like, you know, she pretends at one point that she's going to go bake some cookies, but then Corey busts her holding uh, a a plate of supposedly hot cookies but he's like, you just took that out of, out of the oven and you're holding it with your bare hands. You're faking this. So I like that he called her on it. Yeah. And so he's like, listen, weirdo, <laughs> we're, let, let's just be cool to each other and get through this. Stop being weird. And so then I wrote here, this party looked so boring. Oh, yeah. Like, so boring. What party was this? This is the engagement party that Molly was throwing for Sophia and Jordan. Like it looked awful. Oh. Oh, there was a marshmallow roasting? Is that? Yes. Yes, there was. They were sitting out out of the fire pit. I actually, I didn't write this down, but I I noted during that scene that I, I know I'm in the minority here. I don't, I don't love sitting outside by fire. I, I, I don't like going outside uh, to, to have myself heated up. I'd rather be inside and be heated. I don't mind doing it if the weather's warm. I don't either. 
Right, right now I don't want to be outside. But I don't. No, I, I like it. being outside. I don't like being outside if the the way to be outside is to be heated by another source. So, like, I'm I, not a fan of heat lamps. I'd rather sit inside if, if it were possible. Uh, I I don't love a bonfire. The whole like yeah, the fire pit in the backyard. Not a fan of that either. You smell like smoke. I know I'm yeah. alone on this. Jason, I agree with you. I, I agree with you 100. And like no, go ahead. No, I like it. And speaking I, of the heating lamps, I, w- I went to a wedding in LA some years ago, and it, like it went down. The weather went down to maybe 65 degrees, mm-hmm. and they they brought their heat lamps. Mm-hmm. We're so well, it's cold. Yeah, we're so 65 cold. degrees. It's 65 degrees. Yes. Come on, that's not cold. We're desensitized, or not desensitized, but our our blood gets colder the longer we live here, Kurt. So we we. Uh, Anytime the temperature dips below sunny and seventy, we're we're like bundled up in a parka. Sixty degrees—that's like a coat and a scarf and a hat. Mm-hmm. Yes, but you don't want to be in New Jersey right now. I sure don't. No, that's why I'm not. <laughs> Sorry, New Jersey. I I live. Hey, I lived in New York for a few years. I gave I gave New York a good run. Today was zero degrees Celsius. Mm. But it did say I did see up. It said zero degrees. See, that's good for like television. You know, mm-hmm. watching it on television. <laughs> I don't like it either. I don't like the weather. Oh, okay. So then this is the part where Molly then all of a sudden becomes like a controlling bitch. Like all of a sudden, Molly, yeah. who's not the bride, became a bridezilla. Yes, because. They were like, you know, because they start talking like, hey, where do you want to get married? And Molly's like starts like, well, I think they should get married. And takes it upon herself to start to start checking out spaces. She already started. She already started. Yeah, that's true. Now, where what is this mental illness that she has? Because it, it is an it is an illness. It, it is, is something. She, it's it's known as assholeism. Yes. Okay, assholeism. But where does this stem from? Is it because she she can't she does not have her own wedding to plan, so she needs to uh, project this. She well, she's a control of the people. Well, the yes. the reasoning in the script in in the story was that because the mom died. I see dead uh she promised her mom <laughs> that she would take care of Sophia so she'd be she's become like a little bit overprotective right right all right overbearing but, well she needs but, to cut the cord well, yeah. well and especially because they started going to check out places and Corey went with her and like there was one place where Molly was like absolutely not and Corey's like wait wait they I think they would like this like he's like I know them and they would like this venue and she's like, no, because I don't want it. So basically, yeah, she's making the wedding about her. Assholism. Right. Assholism? Yes. But then, all of a sudden, she gets a call from Terrence. Hello. And it turns out that Molly wrote an essay uh, uh, for her sister, and the essay won. And the contest, they won a wedding in Beverly Hills. But the problem is, they were planning on getting married 
in the next six months to a year. And by winning this sweepstakes, they've got to get married like in two months. Oh, I thought it was yeah, six, six months. It was six weeks. Oh, six weeks, rather. Oh, yeah. six weeks. Yeah, six weeks. Either way, it you was know, it uh, wasn't a lot of time, yeah. but but it was actually for for a Hallmark movie, it was a pretty big window of time because normally they're like the festivals in two weeks. How are we going to do it? I thought they were going to say because they were talking about Valentine's Day. I thought they were going to say you have to get married on Valentine's Day, like in like three days or something like that. Unless I heard six weeks, I was surprised. And so. Um, so, um, and, but then, but, but then of course they were like Beverly Hills. And I was just like, it cracks me up how they are just going ape shit about Beverly Hills. And then Chihuahua they- Beverly Hills Chihuahua. No, you know, it's Beverly Hills Ninja. They're big fans of that movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. But then again, and then, but then again, I was kind of torn on this part because she was like, guess what? You guys are getting married. We've won this contest. You're going to go to Beverly Hills and get married in Beverly Hills. And they were like, Jordan and Sophia were like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, it's a free wedding, you idiot. Yeah. And I know about this from experience. I didn't have a wedding, but I had a reception that turned into kind of a wedding. And that shit was expensive. So I was like, if someone's going to throw you a free wedding, you take it. Again, as I said at the beginning of the show, I, I agree with that in concept, provided that the wedding is something that you would actually like. Well, we also don't know how many people they they were going to invite. I don't think we ever heard a number. Who do they know? We never... Well, that, that is, people. to me, that's the biggest challenge of planning any any um, destination wedding, but especially this one, because it's in six weeks on Valentine's Day weekend. Um, you know, what, so people are going to have to, like, pay to fly to Beverly Hills for this wedding that you want. So it's like, yeah, they're not paying for anything, but anyone that comes to it is going to have to fly to L.A. and stay in Beverly Hills on a holiday weekend. Unless they were going to throw in the hotel for the people. For all of the guests? You know how that cost like a million bucks? Well, it was from a TV network, though. Yeah. It was? Because, yeah, because remember Terrence at one point was talking and was like, if I do this, I get discounts from all of these people. Like, yeah, it's, it's, his vendors that that he works with to plan other weddings. So he's getting a discount on like catering and flowers. He's not getting a TV okay. show. They got Terrence's house. But one of the things, though, that they did say that the, that uh, the Jordan and um, Sophia did say was okay. Well, then if we do this wedding then we can use the money that we were going to use for the wedding to buy a house and yeah. put down on a house. Yeah, that's smart. I did think it was right. funny or that, that their initial hesitation wasn't that, oh, oh my gosh, this is in Beverly Hills and it's too, it's too much. It, it was, I, it, I don't think we have enough time. And it's like, well, you have all the time in the world if you're not the ones planning the wedding. That shouldn't right. even be a factor yeah. for them. It right. just yes. I don't know. Look at what you're getting for free. This is that. That's a that's a major value. Yeah. You know? So then, um, I don't know how you're so, gonna get. Your so then, 
but that's not that's not your problem. Well, well, yeah, Aunt, things, Aunt, Aunt, Aunt Sandy Duncan is gonna learn with chocolates, right? That's right. <laughs> now, one of the things though that they did that I did like about yes. this movie is like they're like, okay, we're gonna go down. You're we're all gonna go down to L.A. to plan this mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. the wedding. And this is something they rarely do on these movies. Normally it's like, we're going to go and we're going to do this wedding. And the fact that they actually went down ahead of time to plan everything. I was like, okay, all right. That's reasonable. Mm -hmm. So, so um, Corey pulled Jordan aside and was like, you know, don't let Molly steamroll. You don't let her be so controlling. Then Corey tells Molly, Molly, okay, you need to chill out. Jordan, Um, Jordan looked like he was like 16. And angry. Well, he and Sophia were both pretty young because if yeah. they said that the, the photo of them, that, you know, that cute photo when they were little was 20 years ago and they were like five in that photo. So like Jordan yeah. and Sophia were like 24, 25. Right. Okay. So, so they go to the, so they go, they fly to LA, but Which here's was, the, thing. the minute they got off of the plane to LA, Corey had like stank face. Well, that was not L.A. That absolutely 1,000% was not LAX where they landed. It no, that was, was not LAX. And it wasn't they even was, Burbank. They were not Philadelphia. Oh, where are they? They were Burbank? No, it wasn't even Burbank. They didn't film this no. in California. There's no way they did. No, there was no traffic. <laughs> well, well, first of all, like when they, when they they step out of the airport, it's like a push door. It's not even like automatic doors, which they have at pretty much every airport. So it was yeah. some location that they just said was the airport. And then like they're getting yeah. their cars like right across the street. It's right there. And there's like all these cars right. whizzing by like they're on the side of a busy street, which is not where you would get into a car. You get into it in a parking lot. Right. They were at LAX. Those cars would not be whizzing by. No. <laughs> in an actual airport is a pain in the ass. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially now. And it was like, and because before, and pre-COVID, I was at LAX like every other week going somewhere. And yeah, no, that definitely was not LAX. So, so they get picked up by a limo. Corey still stank face about that. And that's the part that annoyed me. It's like, dude, suck it up. It's a fucking limo. She stank up. Get in there. Limo. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? He was stank face about everything. What makes him happy? Uh, not being in this movie. Not being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. They were like, he, they were like he and his brother were like Judgy McJudgerson from like the beginning. So then, of course, they had the "I Love L.A." montage, set to some bad remake of the Weezer song "Beverly Hills." It had a mandolin yes. in it. Beverly Hills. Yeah, that was too bad. Then I got annoyed because they got out of the limo. And they were like, it's a red carpet. And I was like, shut up, shut up, shut up. (laughs) Yeah. And this hotel was not in Beverly Hills because Beverly Hills, it's there are some very nice luxury hotels. Like there's the Beverly Wilshire, which is very famous as the, you know, the pretty woman hotel. But none of them are like big, huge high rises 
like this. Right. And then it's and then especially they go up to the room and look out of the window and look onto the 101. I'm like, you are not in Beverly Hills. <laughs> they had such if a, you're looking out of the they, window, looking at the 101. The the view that they had of downtown LA, it was so close to downtown LA where Beverly Hills absolutely is not overlooking. It was so funny. Put it this way. Beverly Hills, Jason lives near Beverly Hills. I live in Los Feliz. I live near the 101, which is probably like what a half hour drive yeah. from Beverly we're, Hills. Yeah, we're of like probably only seven, eight miles apart from each other, but in LA traffic, it's like half an hour. Right. And I'm in a whole other part of town. Like, so yeah, if it was in if it was near my house. Like if it was like in Los Feliz or Hollywood and they looked out and saw the 101. Okay. Yeah, of course. But yeah. no, not from Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. So then Terrence and his very cute assistant, Kendall, show mm-hmm. up. He was a Kendall was very cute. Kendall was always taking, always photographing the guys. He never, he never photographed the women. I'm okay with he, that, Kendall. Right. Always filming the guys. Mm-hmm. And, and so... And so, and so what I liked about this, which I was like, oh, Hallmark is changing because Terrence was obviously gay, like obviously gay. Yeah. And so, um, he looks at the two ladies and he says, you look like you're straight out of central casting. Right. Yeah. Oh, I thought he said that about the guys. Yeah. I think it was about the guys actually. Oh, the guys. Yeah. Yeah. Now the guys go, to give you an idea what central casting is really looking for, they're looking for me. I get these, uh, <laughs> I get these text messages saying, uh, we need your availability to play uh, somebody's friend on uh, Law & Order SVU. Yes. Yeah, so for for those I'm listening that don't know, central there. casting is the, the company that does most of the casting of background actors. So, you know, it's, it's a bit more of a factory than even like regular Hollywood is. And so it's, it's referenced a lot in TV and movies as meant to say like, Oh, they just churn them out. No. And nowadays you get, I, you get two days work. You go, well, you go one day you have to get, you get a COVID test. I have to go all the way from New Jersey to Long Island City. I'll probably get oh, COVID. Oh, God. Really? I get COVID on the way. And then I get tested. And if I'm negative, then I work. So I, like, you do that on Wednesday. Then Thursday, you play your little role on Law and Order SVU as a, as a cop walking across That's the street. That's a lot of work for, yeah. like, a day of work. It is. And it's not, they pay you $100. You get $100 to do the COVID. But it's COVID. a free COVID test, I guess. I was thinking about this, like, so you get a COVID test Wednesday and now and I ride home from Long Island city, New Jersey. I got to take a bus, a train. So if I get COVID on the way home and then I work the next day, like I might not be contagious the very next day. Correct. You know, it might take a couple more days. So I was like, well, I mean, that's how this, this has spread the way that it has is, you know, yes, there's people that are, are, you know, we have different levels of, of care and how we go about our day. But even the ones that are doing all the right things, stuff like this happens where like in that little window of like I got tested and then I did this thing. You may have done other things, too. No, right? hey, like, hey, look, we'll get you the next day. You can work the next day. It's safe. And beyond that. Oh, well, whatever. Now, now, this is the part that annoyed me about these people. 
because okay so say what you will but okay so so they won this contest for a tv show no they didn't and so was it, it for a TV no, show? No, no. We discussed that earlier in this podcast. It wasn't for a TV show. It was just so that he could get discounts. Like it, it was no, a way. No, for- but but the premise, like they won it. It was a it was a sweepstakes, and it, it was, was a, a sweepstakes, but it wasn't for a TV show. That's been the premise but, uh, in several other Hallmark movies, but not in this one. Yeah, because though. Where, but where I'm going with this is okay. So if you win a sweepstakes. People from the place where you won the sweepstakes are going to be taking your picture, are going to be filming you, are going to be showing you in action just to show you taking advantage of this sweepstakes. For sure. Yeah, Ed McMahon used to do that. And, and Jordan and Corey were getting all, like, pissed because I can't. Kendall was like filming them and taking their picture. And it's like, idiot, you dick, you want a sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're going to take your picture. Uh, I have a theory. Why to take your picture? I have a theory as to why they were upset about uh, Kendall filming them. <laughs> it wasn't because okay. they were going to be on social media, even though that was the reason. Uh, it's because Kendall was holding like an old school video camera. Like, who has oh. a regular handheld video? Ca- it wasn't a nice one. It was like a '90s camcorder that he was carrying around. Right, that's true, and he could have just had his phone. Yeah, you get better video quality on your phone. Like, I, my phone is 4K. One of those cameras is probably not even HD. Okay. So, okay, then I'd be insulted, too. Yeah, that is insulting. Yeah. They're insulting. They're insulted for technology. They couldn't you get a better ca- yeah. get Co- a camera. Come on, Kendall. Take off your shirt and go camera shopping at Best Buy. Right. So, at this one part, so initially, Sophia was into it. And Jordan was being douchey. So I wrote here, which I was proven wrong. Uh, when Jordan was being douchey and Sophia was into it, I wrote, Jordan, if you fuck this up, you will be divorced in two years. Well, yeah, that's, that's something, yeah. Because, you know, let's face it. A lot of times, most of the time, the wedding is for the wife or the wife-to-be. And this is, you know, the wedding is mostly, and and I hope I'm not sounding sexist, but this is, and I, but I'm getting this from my female friends who got married. Most of the time, the wedding is for the woman, and the guy is like, just tell me where to be, tell me where to stand, tell me where to show up, I'll be there. And and the woman is more of the one who's in it for the pampering the fantasy, the dress, the venue. So the fact that Sophia was actually initially into this and and Jordan was being an ass, I was like, dude, you need to just shut up and don't ruin this for her or you'll never hear the end of this. But how do we know Jordan wasn't into it? Like, I, I do wonder because I, I know that that is sort of the, the narrative around most weddings is it that the the one you know it's it's her big day i get that but like what came first that she wanted it to be her big day or society bombards us with images of make it her special day that that it just becomes the thing am i making sense but yeah no you totally are but i just remember initially before the stuff later in the movie went down, initially she was excited. Yeah. And she's like, oh my gosh, I want to bet. Oh, she's like, you know, I'm going to get a Beverly Hills wedding. And she was actually, 
she really was excited about it, but he would give her stank face or he would say something and then she'd go, oh, 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 and kind of back down a little bit. Hmm. And so when, after he did that a couple of times, I just, I'm like, I hate these guys because he's like being a dick and ruining it for her. Well, in right. the Lifetime movie, he would be drugging her by this point in the movie. Oh, there'd be chloroform. He, like, well, he, no, you'd be like mind controlling her. Right. Really? They'd be filming it on the big giant camera. Yeah. That, that camera that Kendall was holding around, they would refer to that as a hidden camera, even though it was in plain sight in the middle of the shot. <laughs> in a plant. <laughs> so they go to the hotel room. The hotel room's really nice. Oh, yeah. But the guys have stank face about that too. This is, and this is the part that annoyed me. Regardless of whether or not, you know, later issues happen. But initially it's like, you're, you guys are assholes. You're getting this weekend, all expenses paid in Beverly Hills and some nice shit. And you are just like stank facing it up. Yeah. The entire I, time. I don't, I don't understand what people's problems are. So I, that's why I'm like, I hate that. It was triggering me. I wanted to punch him. What's the guy, the wedding, the, the, the wedding planners guy, Tristan? Terrence. 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 There's one part he says something about because they're filming it. And he says the farm, the farm will have the best season yet. He thinks because of the publicity from this wedding, the farm is going to have a good season. So what? there's going to be like a oh, rainy season. At the I get that. You do? No. I get that because they were filming the wedding, right? And so the wedding was going to get major press and they were probably going to mention, oh, he owns this farm. And so a lot of times, like with even on reality shows, when people see stuff on these shows, they will seek out the farm. So it's like publicity for that, for the farm. And run and run into the cornfields? So what? Well, they oh, could, they, I, they, they could, uh, you, whatever, uh, crops they're, they're, uh, farming. If people are looking to buy, you know, X amount of corn or whatever it is, and you can buy from two different farms, you might go with the one that you've heard of on TV. Right. Okay. Right. Um, well, and that happens a lot. Everything is win-win for these people. <laughs> well, not with, not with the boys and their stank faces. Well, you're putting this all at the guy's feet, and I'm telling you, uh, 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 what's her name? Oh, um, no, I'm going to turn. Oh, no, I'm going to turn. Just yeah. wait. Yeah, okay. Molly, just right. Molly is the worst. The I'm worst. I'm going to turn. I'm just doing it in real time. Okay. No, oh, no, no. Molly's going to get hers, too. <laughs> I don't mean to complain, but no one likes a complainer. You know, and these people complain <laughs> in this movie the whole time. About everything. Just bitch, 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 bitch. They're just bitching the entire time. Just bitching. And it's like, shut up. You know, you're getting this free trip, Mr. Like, you're, you're from your podunk farm in Oregon. You're getting it. It's a weekend in California. Just sit up, Buttercup, and enjoy your goddamn weekend. I want to believe. I want to believe that in an alternate universe, the stars of this movie host a podcast where they were, are bitching about how we are just bitching nonstop about them. I was very angry. <laughs> That's very meta. It's very meta. Can... Go ahead. Bring it on. Right. Yeah. 
bring it. Oh, so then the guys did bring a hostess <laughs> gift for Terrence. Oh yeah, he doesn't like it. Well, well, no, I, I'll tell you why. Because they gave they gave Terrence the like it's blueberry jam, and I wrote, oh, Terrence isn't eating that. There's sugar in that. He's not touching it. Smucker's jelly, yeah, but if you, or at least not in public. Terrence at least was, not in public. He wasn't super rude about it, but he was a bit dismissive of it, and it was such yeah. a silly plot point to put in there to be like he's gonna you know turn his nose down at them because they're yokels right i mean and i wouldn't like and i and i will admit if someone gave me a thing like that i would be like i'd be like oh thank you but in my mind i'd be like oh i'm not gonna eat this in public yeah but when i get home when i get home behind closed doors I'm going to have some carbs and some of this jam and no one's ever going to know about it. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel like if, if I were Terrence in that moment, I would put on a smileier face as I accepted it and be like, oh my gosh, that's really sweet. Thank you so much. And then when they're not around, I would be a bitch about it. But then Terrence was Do it like behind their back school. I, but Terrence was kind of like an old school snotty queen, like one of those... The old school type. Oh yeah, he, he was absolutely an old queen. <laughs> yeah, like a snotty old queen that turns their nose up at everybody who thinks he looks like he's twenty five when he's fifty five. Like one of those. Yeah, I would bring the the gift down to value. I'd be I'd like jelly. Fuck you. I'm giving you a wedding. I'm putting you up in this Beverly Hills Hilton. You give me jelly. How much does this work? You got this from your farm too, so this is like wholesale. No, well, it was blueberry jam, and it was like you know, oh, that's, that's a huge jam. Was, jar, by the way. Right, <laughs> like jam. Like <laughs> normally, when you get you you like even if you buy the huge size of the store, it's not that big. This was like whatever mason jar they could find was like too big, but they're like, ah, we gotta start, we gotta film the scene. Just give us the prop, we need it. Right, you know, they and, I mean, it was Costco and just you know peeled. It was larger off. than a hidden camera in a Lifetime movie. It was huge. Yeah. It was, yeah. But, you know, it, but it was from a farm, so you could say it was like artisanal jam. Yeah, normally the artisanals you smell is sell it in a really tiny jar and charge twice the price. True. I, I would actually like to have a bowl of jam like that. So if anybody's plan was planning on giving me some, I still want it. A bowl? <laughs> Do you yeah, just bowl. do you just eat jam by itself? Oh, Kurt! Oh, no, no, I'll put it on like a, like it's a bread. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on on like you know my tongue. I'll put it on my tongue. Okay, so this next part, this is where I got infuriated. <laughs> I got infuriated because then they're talking about like the 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 um invitations. So oh, yeah. he's showing them very nice invitations. And then, you know, home slice, Corey ass is like, can't you just do evites? It's like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. 
Shut up. <laughs> I, I I am torn on this particular point because, yeah, they don't do an evite, but also, like, there is a bit of a time crunch because the wedding is in six weeks, so you might want to do... for it. No, 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 but but I'm just... I'm talking in terms of, like, if, if I'm getting married and I want my guests to know that the wedding is happening, I'm going to want the, the way that is most efficient to reach those people and, you know, starting to plan invitations a few weeks before the wedding might not be the quickest way to reach them. But on the flip side, if you're going to get paper invitations, like you don't need to uh, have the the unfancy ones because you're embarrassed your friends are going to see it. It's a fucking wedding invitation. It's going to look fancy no matter what you do to it. And then, and and, and good point, Jason, because then Jordan was like, can't we just get something simple? It's like, shut up. And Shut he up. You're not paying for this. His buddies are going to make fun of them because yeah. they got this. Your homophobic friends are going to be. <laughs> I, I don't know of a single straight guy that has ever gotten a wedding invitation and been like, uh, it's not butch enough for me. Like you go, right. you, you understand that it, there's a feminine touch from the bride. <laughs> right. You're, you know, your homophobic friends who probably aren't getting laid themselves, who are mad that you're getting married because you're getting laid are going to like disparage your wedding invitations and what imply you that you're gay when you're getting laid by a woman and they're not getting laid by anybody. Shut up. <laughs> we gave this whole argument a huge narrative. <laughs> this movie was triggering me at this point. I was very mad. Yeah, no, you know you get an invitation in the mail. You're like, I know, I know this wasn't from the guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I get Christmas cards like that too sometimes. Like, I know my buddy didn't send me this. <laughs> like, I, there's got you know, there's like Axe body spray for like you know, like manly scents in the shower. They need to have some sort of like manly, you know, like super hyper masculine wedding imitation where it's like it's got like orange flames on it and then like you open it and like smoke comes out and like there's a guitar lick playing and they're like someone's getting married right <laughs> okay so now this part though I do have to side with them on because they asked about the guest list and Molly was like, oh, I've created the guest list. And they're like, well, wait, wait. So you created the guest list without us. Assholeism. And it's our wedding. Assholeism. So that was an asshole part of that. Right. That was a, that was assholey on. That was part. a huge mm-hmm. asshole move, in my opinion. That honestly was probably the worst thing she did in the movie. Yeah, that was that was right. that was heinous. And they underreacted to it. In the most nonchalant, well, like they should have had a bigger reaction to that. Yeah, because that's like, wait, so you're gonna pick my friends? Because you know, there's probably people that Molly didn't like that they liked that Molly was mm-hmm. gonna exclude. Yep. And, and yeah, and, well, yeah and you don't know who. Like, what if Sophia and Jordan like are are having a feud with somebody? Right. Exactly. And then. Because I don't oh, know about. Wait, go ahead. I was gonna say I don't know about you guys, but whenever, whenever I've had friends in the past, like, hey, we we're gonna surprise you 
and do something and set up the invite list themselves, they always inadvertently leave someone out who I'm friends with who maybe they don't know well. I had stuff like that always happened. I had some friends throw me a surprise birthday party. Uh, I think it might have been for my thirty, uh-huh. uh, not my thirtieth, but the early thirties. And uh, they went into the Outlook on my computer, and they invited everyone in the Outlook. And I'm like, there are people that I have that are contacts that I don't want coming to my birthday party. There are people that I have in my contacts that I haven't deleted because I'm not one of those people that deletes when I'm fighting with someone. Uh, it was right. one yeah. of the worst things in the world. Like, I don't ever want a surprise party again. <gasps> so who showed up? Thankfully, like, nobody that up. I didn't really want to be there. But there, there were right. like one or two where I was like, oh, well, I wouldn't have invited them. I mean, not terrible that they're here, but all right, whatever. It thankfully right. wasn't That's horrible, but the thought of it was horrible. But, it, but yeah, so you, and then, yeah, like, what's that, Kurt? No, I was gonna say, you walk in the room, and you're surprised, and you're, you walk in the room, surprised, and you're just kind of glancing, glancing the landscape. Yes, the, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, and it, right. it, it wasn't a huge crowd, <laughs> thankfully, but it, but like, my, my face kind of went white, of like, oh, no, what, what is, what has happened here? <laughs> Right, like why did what's like why is this asshole here? Yeah, <laughs> why is this group of, yeah. <laughs> it's the the Avengers, the people that I'm uh, not sure I want to hear from. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> so uh, so then Taryn Terrence takes the ladies to go get their nails done, which is nice, and watches them kind of creepily. Yeah, that was weird. He's just watching. Well. Because I was thinking, I was wondering if he was going to get his nails done too. Yeah. It was I weird that he was that- sort of like standing and grandstanding yeah. in front of them. Like, just sit down and talk to the girls while you're getting yours done too. Right. Like, hey, girl, what, I'm going to use clear polish. Yeah. Part um, of it was the way it was shot, though. We didn't know he was standing there. Like, first you see them have like a, a girl's spa day, and all of a sudden there's a shot of him just like hovering <laughs> it over. It was kind of funny the way, the way they cut to that because it really did seem like, oh, they're getting like a private Manny Petty or whatever, and he just happens to be there. Why? So then, enjoying yourselves. So, so it's so funny though, because then he asks, he asks, um, he asks Molly, so what kind of what kind of photography do you do? And she mm-hmm. said, I do portrait. What did it? Portraiture. Oh, oh yeah, portraiture. Portraiture. Yeah. Portraiture. Portraiture. And then he's like, Hey, well, send me your send me your portfolio. Maybe I can pass along to somebody, which was nice of him. Yeah, it was nice of him. And and I thought at first that it was a an empty gesture, and uh, he does actually end up passing it along. Right. He meant it. Uh, and then so then and then they were like, "Oh, we we wish our mom was here. Our mom would have loved this." And that, I see and dead this, people. And that was the part where it's like, "Oh, you know, uh, I, you know." Mm-hmm. Um. So then um, the guys were at the pool drinking frou-frou drinks. The guys were at the pool laying down on sun chairs while they were fully clothed. And it's like, listen, I know. Take your shirt off. Take your shirt off. Also, they probably wouldn't have been at the pool at this time of year because if we're five or six weeks out from Valentine's Day, that would put it like right around New Year, uh, which means it's kind of chilly in L.A. Yes, it is. Well, how chilly, though, because those people. 
No, would it be like 40? No, it gets no, 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 at no, night. No, no, it no, can no. get to 40. Yeah. At night, at night. 40? Yeah. That's cold, Kurt. I know it's cold. I don't want, I, if I'm living in California, I don't want 40 degrees. It, it, we literally get it like two <laughs> days a year, Kurt. <laughs> Calm down. It's, it's like a week. Yeah. It's, it's literally like a week. Yeah. And then it's back to, then it's back to, it's 58. Brr, get my jacket. We have a friend in uh, California we know from, not Fresno, we know her from Fresno, but she's, she like lives in the, the mountains in California. There's like a snowstorm up there. I'm like, why do you live in California? Well, Point. That's why we don't do that. <laughs> there. Um, so, oh, okay. So, oh, so then this is the part where I wanted to jump through the TV and punch Jordan in the face. Like that aha video. Uh, I really did because because yeah. Cordy because Cody's like, so are you sure you're fine with this Beverly Hill stuff? And Jordan's like. I can't take the opulence. And it's like, it's not that opulent. It's not like you're like in Bel Air somewhere. You're in Century City. They weren't in, they weren't even in Century City. Like at that hotel, like every time they would show stuff at the hotel, I'm like, it's, it's a decent hotel, but it's not like a five star Beverly Hills hotel. It, it was like a very generic tower hotel in any big city. It's not like they were at the Pretty Woman Hotel. Right. The re- it's not like they were at the Regent Beverly Wilshire or something. Correct. It was like a, it was a hotel. Mm-hmm. And in fact, like, I, I don't know if it's this way in other parts of the country, but usually the more fancy the hotel, the smaller and more boutique they are. And P.S. Mm-hmm. These people were successful farmers. They were not poor. Well, he knows the word opulent. He's not dumb either. Right. It's like they're acting they're they're acting like it's like, you know, the Beverly Hillbillies or something. It's like you guys, they were like they they showed their home. Their home was not like a poor oh, person's yeah. they, home. They, they, their families had means. massive houses, yeah. So so then um uh Jordan and Sophia want to go on a date night. Uh, Molly is trying to cock block them and they're like, uh, and Corey jumps in and is like, no, Molly, come with me. So, um, she then ends up giving her portfolio. Oh, she calls her assistant back in Oregon and has her assistant send her portfolio, um, to give to Terrence. And then this next part, I wanted to kick Corey in the head. I wanted to kick like, the filmmakers in the head in the next part. Okay, the, well, okay, the filmmakers. Because it's like, I'm just going to prove that I'm just, I'm not into this. I'm not into this money stuff. So I'm just going to show you how down home I can be. And so then they're driving through what? Beverly Hills in on a bicycle built for two. Yeah, this is what pissed area. me off. So this, this pissed me off because this is not something you would do in Beverly Hills. There are no tandem bikes in Beverly Hills. Unless you're like a hardcore cyclist that you're training for like a tandem bike race. If you want the the touristy tandem bike, you're going to do it down at the beach. You know why you're not going to ride a tandem bike in Beverly Hills? Because of the hills. Where the fuck are you going to ride a tandem bike in Beverly Hills? And they don't do food trucks in Beverly Hills either. 
And, and the bike lanes are skinny, so you wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't even be able to go in the bike lane. The only place where they have a bike lane, and it's only been there for two years, is along Santa Monica Boulevard. Beverly Hills is not bike-friendly at all. So then, Unless you take a bike tour with the company that I work for. <laughs> if you, no, honestly, if you're on, like, the side streets and stuff, you could do it. But, like, you wouldn't want to ride a tandem bike through there. No. The only food trucks you see are outside someone's house if they're doing construction and it's there for the crew. Right. Because they went to like food truck alley like, whoa, we're going to we're going to have a down home date. And another P.S. When you go to those specialty food trucks, you're like throwing your nose up at how much money is being spent. Those specialty food trucks, the food on those food trucks is not cheap. Yeah, it's pricey. It's very pricey because it's specialty so food. food trucks. They do have food trucks there. We have food trucks in Los Angeles, oh, yeah. but you will never see like a food truck row of any sort in Beverly Hills that I've ever seen. Maybe during one of the art fairs, but but not like a not like a daytime gathering spot like they had in this movie. Is it possible they ventured out? No. That was Beverly Hills. The, was well, like, no, because they he even mentioned that their mode of transportation was going to be – I forget what he said, but then you, you see them on the tandem bike. So that's how they traveled from the hotel. And you know what, though? If they would have gone on one of those, like, scooter things or the – Yeah, like them? a bird scooter. The birds? I would have been fine with that. That would not have annoyed me. They, they, they could have done that, but they would have had to leave Beverly Hills to get one. True, because oh, you can't. Yeah, you so can't leave Hollywood. You, you can't leave them in West Hollywood or Beverly Hills. So they have. There's no more birds in West. There's no more. They not for like West a Hollywood. over a year. West Hollywood, you can ride the bird through the city. They can't ban that. Uh, but you're okay, not allowed. I've to, seen them. But the, I've seen people riding them. But the the app is set up where cities that don't want them there, like you can't lock the scooter there. So you have to leave the city limits. And so that's why like right on the outside edge of West Hollywood, you'll always see a ton of scooters like along Melrose, for instance. Yeah. Because like it's like time. right on the city's edge. Oh, they have those here too. Yeah. You just feel just like leave the scooters around. Yeah. I just realized what you're talking about. So they're at their, so they're at the food truck. And they have a moment, and they're eating, like, crepes or something. Yeah, strawberry. The food truck crepes are good. Yeah. I do like food truck food. So do I. Um, and so then he's talking. I, I love sweets or crepes. I'm not, not a huge crepe fan. Really? Well, that's surprising. I love a crepe. Turn, I'm shocked. I guess, you know, maybe I haven't had it enough. It's like a, it's, it's, it's almost like if you had like say a strawberry pancake, but the, the, uh, the cake part were thin, but were like wrapped around it. Like a, yeah, like a burrito. Yeah. It's not one of my favorite things. I'm shocked. Cause that seems like that would be right up your alley. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to try it again. Cause I don't think I've had it too often. Yeah. And then you can have different types and you could have like savory crepes yeah. or sweet crepes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so then he kind of starts shading her. Uh, Corey starts kind of shading Molly because she's never left their town. And he's basically like, you know, where do, do you see yourself being in, in the town the rest of your life? And um, she then's like, well, I stayed because of my family. And Corey's like, well, you know, you can leave and still love your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
A very surprising message from a Hallmark movie. Normally, it's, uh, you know, you're a, 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 you're living in a godless hellscape if you're not back home. Well, they, they're not I've been noticing that, right? a trend in Hallmark movies lately. Or actually, wait, I take, wait. Oh, no, it started on the Lifetime movie. What was the movie? Actually, wait, I won't say because then I will. Actually, I'll save that because I don't want to give away the ending. Oh. But there's a, tre- there's a trend going on right now that I'm noticing in Hallmark movies. That's very noble of you. Yeah. Well, since I was accused last time of, you know, of oh, ruining yeah. Cobra Kai for the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did. <laughs> I don't want another I don't want another Cobra Kai incident on my mm. <laughs> well, don't look at me I'm not the one who gave you all those comments <laughs> so um <laughs> oh so they're talking and she's like well why didn't you ask me to go with you and it and my thought was well the way they're oh, acting right. right now being this bossy bitch of course I get why he didn't ask you to go but then he was like, he, but then he said, if I, I was afraid that if I would have asked you to go, you would have said no. Which. And maybe she would have. But then, then he could have been like, who? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I asked her and she's not to come. That, that assholeism is contagious. So then yeah. Molly. Molly gives Terrence her portfolio and then um, they're looking for flowers. And um, okay, this is the part I want to smack him in this part too. Who? So I want to smack Jordan because so so they're first talking about flowers. Yeah. And then they have like, you know, let's, we could do, we could do Japanese cherries. We could do air plants, mm-hmm. you know? And then um, uh, Molly and Sophia were like, well, you know, we could do peonies because it was our mom's favorite flower, which I thought, oh, that's nice. Nice. And then, and then Jordan was like, well, can't we just do daisies? And it's like, you asshole. Okay. I'm going to defend Jordan in this moment. I, I understand okay. why you're upset, but remember, er, so earlier in the movie when we saw, uh, actually two, at two points, earlier in the movie when we saw the picture of Jordan and Sophia when they were little, he, they mm. they made a big point of saying that uh, he didn't, they didn't have rings, so he took a daisy and turned into a ring. And then when he proposed to her, he had daisies laying on the swing that he had her sit on. So it's their flower. It actually is something okay. very special to the two of them. But then he could have presented it that way. He shouldn't have to. He's the fucking one getting married. <laughs> it's, it's like they went there without even knowing what this all tale because because molly and her assholeism just made it happen and then they find themselves like in this whirlwind that they had no control over you don't you don't let someone push you around like that you got to figure out well that's what what, he's doing he's standing up for himself stand up molly and then molly i'm trying not to say uh, to the f word i said it once today oh i've said it several times fuck i said it again and then Molly, I wanted to shake her too because she's like, I like carnations. And I'm like, who are you, carnations? 
Who are you? Who raised you? Our nations. It, uh, anyway. Carnations. <laughs> carnations. That's oh. like what you wear when you're a kid and it's St. Patrick's Day. You wear like a, a green carnation. <laughs> carnations. Like uh, flower. I'm wearing a flower. They make a good instant breakfast. At that point. Let me tell whoever wore a carnation. So then they go to like this tasting. Um... And Kendall, cute Kendall, because they were all like, once again, like judgy and like, this is an Oregon who and judgy. And Kendall's like, well, look, dudes, I'm from Oregon, too. And then they were nice to Kendall after that. And then, OK, so oh, it was a champagne tasting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and the guy was like, Jordan's like, well, do we have to have champagne? Can't we have beer? And I'm like, shut up. I hate you. I didn't even drink, and I was offended. I feel like for the toast, you absolutely should have champagne, but for the bar, you should have, like, let people drink whatever they're going to want to drink. He's just being a <laughs> pain in the ass. Can we have yes. beer? Yeah, you can have beer. You can also have water and soda. Right. <laughs> Imagine right. that. I right. could be a planner. You, know, you can have a variety of drinks. How about that? Diet Coke. Right, not everybody drinks. You know, you're gonna have to have a a champagne tasting thing. I'm not a champagne connoisseur. At first, I I I thought that Kurt was going to be disappointed because they were replacing the cake tasting scene in the movie with this. But then we see cake tasting later, so always redeemed. Right, I'd love to be in that cake tasting environment. Yeah, I really sit there when I, I watch those scenes. I'm, I'm like putting a strategy in my head. Now, how could I get to eat every a slice of every one of those cakes? I'd have to do it. I'd have to, you know, I have to get an economical size slice of eat. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, Kurt, are you, are you <laughs> the kind of guy that like you you plan out your meal if you know you're going to an all you can eat something place? A plot. Yeah. yeah, like those yeah. people that like they win a shopping spree and they like get blueprints of the store and they figure yeah. it all out ahead of time. I went right. to I went to a buffet in Atlantic City one time and they had they had a whole bunch of desserts and I was trying to like cut cut different ones in half so I could have more of a variety and the guy got mad. You can't do that, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That's- Buddy. I'm glad I get to watch these these uh, cake eating scenes because my strategy my strategy is going to pay off someday, and I will be in a, a position where I can take cakes. <laughs> Would you ever be like on Cake Boss? Yeah, I guess. Why not? You should go and nailed it, Kurt. There's not much I say no to. I'm sorry. What was that, Jason? You should go and nailed it on Netflix. Have you ever seen that? Uh. No, it's so the and I don't watch a lot of like cooking baking shows. I watch very few of them, but nailed it is really funny. They they get three amateur bakers. They're not like trying to be a professional baker. They just like baking in their own time, and they oh, yeah. they give them a a, a relatively simple uh, recipe, and then yeah. they have to like make this creation that looks like the photo and none of them ever look like the photo. Uh, and, and so, you know, when they unveil it, it always looks so sad and dilapidated and they always present it by saying like, nailed it. 
Very funny. I do all right though. I'm I'm a I'm a pretty good baker. I've made that. I make cakes. I made that. I bet mean, you are a good baker, Kurt. I made a pretty pie from scratch. Yeah, so. but but you're oh, on the you. uh, under a clock, like under the spotlight when you're doing it on the show. Oh, I don't know how that would go. Yeah, It'd probably go okay. So so then they're trying on the wedding dresses, which I was very I was I was infuriated. And at this point, I'm texting, I'm texting Jason and Kurt, and they're trying on dresses, and I'm like, okay, it's a montage scene. I'm calming down. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, 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 I knew that you'd be happy there was a montage. I thought it was a weak montage, though, because they were using, like, very- really wacky music for the montage, like it was going to be a bunch of, like, bad dresses. But the editing was too slow and didn't match the wackiness of what they were trying to right. do. Oh no! It was a lame. It was a lame montage. But at this movie, I was grasping for straws, so I take anything I could get. Right. And and I did feel sorry for Sophia in this part because she wanted a dress like her mother's dress, she, and Molly and Terrence were like giving her shade about it. Which yeah. it's like if she has access to this entire dress shop, I'm sure there's a dress like her mother's dress in this dress shop and you should let her pick out what she wants. She wanted to wear her mother's dress though. Yes. I think of the actual dress. Yeah. Wait, Wait, this is and, and, and some of the ones she, she was trying on weren't that pretty. No, no. I'm surprised these sisters get along as well as they, as they do. They don't seem to be in very good communication. This, the sisters getting married has a very clear vision of what she wants. And but the older she, sister's just ignoring She doesn't have a backbone. No, she she well, she capitulates to uh, to asshole Molly like at every turn. And imagine the guilt trip. This Molly is like giving up her life so she could uh, tell her sister what to do. Oh yeah, and Molly's like I paid for your grad school. <laughs> yeah, I paid for her grad school. Yeah, she probably thinks she owes her. So, oh, what a sickness! Because she did. She said she paid for her grad school. I'm glad these people aren't my life so then we're at kurt's favorite part of the movie the cake right. tasting cake Wait, tasting. There? we just talked about that no we have we still have well, the we have the uh the 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 tux fitting the, the tux guys. fitting it's we easy the, for guys they just wear tux yeah they, they look nice but in there the were tuxes, some ugly tuxes too though yeah they, they look good in their tuxes and then kendall makes them do a boomerang which it, is that still even a thing? First of all, and second of all, even if it is, he was holding the phone in the wrong orientation, so they had like a wide boomerang. You always want to do it like upright because it's going on Instagram, right? Well, that's a movie with Eddie Murphy, boomerang. It is. Yes, <laughs> I love that. I love that Eddie Murphy movie. I love Boomerang. Yeah, that was good with Grace Jones and Robin Givens. And Halle Berry, Halle that Berry, was one of Halle yeah. Berry's first movie. Halle Berry's lovely. Actually, that was the movie where Halle Berry played the unattractive girl. What? What kind of casting was that? Remember, Halle Berry's character was kind of low-key. She wasn't ugly, but she was kind of more like the shyer kind of... She was probably the more business-minded attra- one as opposed to like the voluptuous like bombshell. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't really remember it, but I, I've met Hallie a couple times and she, she was lovely both times. I, I met her is- I met her on that movie Executive Decision where I got my SAG card, where I worked mm-hmm. alongside Hallie and Marla Maples Trump. 
Uh, and uh, and then I, she came into the shop where I work once, and I was helping her. And then after she left, is like, oh wait, that was Halle Berry. I didn't realize because she had sunglasses on, and her uh-huh. her kid was with her. And there's like, wait, that kid looked familiar because I've seen photos. And then I was like, oh, I've, I knew her voice, and I recognized Halle uh-huh. after she left. But she's one of those people. Halle Berry's one of those people. When I hear stories about her being out and about or going to stores or something, I always hear like nice yeah. stories about her. Yeah, she's very, very humble and she's really nice and yeah, you know, normal. No, she was, yeah. in that, she was in that but movie. Yeah, strictly business. Like that's the one she did like before Boomerang. Strictly Is business. It, but yeah, because yeah, I think Boomerang. I think that was like early on in her yeah, career yeah, before she could be like the Baba Boom. Yeah, 92, I think, was a uh, boomerang. I went to see that in the theater. With Stronze, Stronze right? Grace Jones. Oh, Grace uh, Hallie Jones. also he's starred like, in... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead about uh, Grace. I don't know, I was just going to... That was the way that he's like, I'm gay. She's like, you're not gay, he's gay. <laughs> That's right. Hallie was also in a... I don't know if it was just a pilot or it was a short-lived series. It was a spinoff of Who's the Boss? Yes, Models something. something. Was it Models, yeah, Inc.? Or mo- it had Models it. in the title, yeah. No, it wasn't Models, Inc., but it was about Models. Yeah. Michael Learned from The Waltons was in it, too. And wasn't Leah is- Remini in it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Keep talking. I'm going to look it up. Models Inc. I think I know we're going off the right. Models Inc. was a spinoff of Melrose Place. There was a model show that Ashton Kushner produced, and because I was, I was, I was doing extra work, and I heard that they they canceled they canceled the show during lunch. Show's <laughs> <laughs> done. Done. Living like, dolls. Do they at least get to get? They're, that's okay. Okay, yes. Yeah, that was that was the Ashley Christopher show. No, that was the the Halle Berry, Michael Learned, uh, Leah Remini show. So wait, Donald. it was a spinoff Living of Donald. Who's the Boss? No, okay. So wait, they canceled the sh- they canceled the show during lunch. Did they still get their lunch? I guess when people probably has already lunch, paid for it. Yeah, I guess point. they. They had to go home. They, like the network said, I, this is, I think I heard this secondhand, but the, ne- the network said, we're done. We're not spending any more money on it. We're done. You close, close up shop at lunch. That's it. But I'd be bummed if I didn't get we're not lunch. shooting anymore. Lunch think- on set is normally like a good lunch. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they serve lunch because it was probably it. already paid it. for, though. If, like if the caterers <laughs> are already there, they, like they're yes. getting paid Long anyway. Before. They probably said, like, you have to sign out. You're not getting paid anymore. But if you still want lunch, you can eat it. No, no, you would get you would get paid like a what's like a, a straight eight or whatever, you know, and you get your lunch and you're done straight to like an eight hour, eight hours or less. Yeah. You get paid for eight hours. I don't know. It's been over okay, a year since. So, I've done that. so all right, let's go on. So, so, okay. So this cake. Okay. So then Jordan's bitching about the cake. <laughs> He's bitching about the cake. Kurt, how'd you feel about him bitching about the cake? I'm I'm enraged. I wouldn't complain about any of this. I have a vacation. I'm, I'm by the pool. Uh, we must have got this nice room. I, I sure I want that nice room. Look, look how I'm living. I want to be in some 
Beverly Hills room. I'd the, move in. I'd squat. The room was mediocre. The the cake. Well, the, I I I still say like if if the wedding's gonna suck, if you're not gonna like it, what's the point? Like it's it's ultimately a party for the two people getting married. And if I'm having a party at my place, I'm gonna want it to to be catered to things that I like. Otherwise, it's not gonna be an enjoyable party. I would have two weddings. I'd have their big blowout wedding and then I have a small wedding. But then, because then he was like, you know, cake, he's like, he either wanted white cake or chocolate cake. And then he was like, oh, I guess I'll get chocolate. Well, yeah. Salted caramel. I'd like, that's a good cake. Salted yeah, caramel cake. He's like, well, maybe I'll, oh, you know, do you know either chocolate or vanilla? And so I'd say, to him, do you want to be here? Do you have to be an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> you complain about everything. You got a free vacation, and I know because listen, I've driven from New Jersey to Orlando. I've stayed in a hotel in like South Carolina that was like it was lime green walls. I had to lock the door. I was afraid of the people next door. And then you turn on the TV. There's a hardcore pornography channel on 24 hours a day. So trust me, I would appreciate staying in that room in Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> so this next part i feel that he didn't fight hard enough because they're like well what kind of cake do you like and he's like i do like a blueberry cobbler and they kind of scoffed at it but it's like no you fight for that you're like no you get your chef and you make me a blueberry cobbler it's messy have a bunch of desserts i've been at weddings where they have a variety of desserts yeah when they even they even talk about that that like the tr the cake is not a thing that you necessarily need to do anymore but like the the chef and Terrence, there's a, like this guy clearly works on a farm that has blueberries as one of his things because he made that blueberry jam. Like dumbass uh, wedding planner should have been like, let's work blueberries into one of the cake proposals. Like how hard right. would that fucking be? Yeah, do some homework. Right. I'm angry. I keep saying the F word. Then, okay, so then this part <laughs> made me mad too. Because my goal is this, this show to be played at Christian school detentions, right. you know, to entertain the show or study halls. So this, right, right, right after, like, as you're talking about being in a room next to where hardcore porn was playing. Right. Well, it's insanely <laughs> profound. I didn't curse. And I think, I think the reason, I think the reason why some of this triggers me is because some of the stuff like I've been through myself and I know how much money some of the shit costs, like the rings. They like gave stank face about the rings and it's like, do you know how much wedding rings cost? You're getting it for free. Shut up and just pick an expensive one that you like. Were they going to give her a diamond? They were going to give her, give her, her yeah. a ring? Well, yeah. the, the 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 wedding bands, not the engagement ring, because she oh, got the he he got her an engagement ring. That's when he uh, proposed. But yeah, the wedding that bands. Cost well, I mean, depending on what you get. Yeah, but they were getting kind of stink faced about that. And it's like take those, take them. That's money. That's more money towards your house. Well, that yeah, I would take like the most expensive ring and then just go like sell it if you don't like it. Right, like or if you get divorced, you just pawn it. Those people have problems. Um, <laughs> no, I just feel grateful that I don't have people like this in my life. You know, like we all have problems with Jesus. So then this is the part that enraged me the most. <laughs> okay. So then Corey's like, so, um, let's, so Molly, let's go to the beach. 
And this is what enraged me, enraged me the most. Because they go to the beach. I personally have been to that beach in Vancouver. Yeah, I, I knew it wasn't Los Angeles because the flowers <laughs> were too colorful for the fact that we live in a desert. I had been to that. I've been to that beach in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I love Vancouver. And that's why I was just done. Where do they grow Vancouver? Beach here is a bit cold. What? Well, up north. So then they go to Terrence's house. Which was supposed to be a Beverly Hills mansion, but it kind of well, reminded me of like Norma Desmond. Well, well, for you, it you kind of broke down. Before we get to that, uh, you forget that uh, Molly and um, uh, Corey, as they're talking at not a beach in Los Angeles, uh, they're they're you know having a nice conversation and like uh, not Jordan, uh, Corey. Corey leans in for a kiss, and Molly self cockbox. Yes, because Corey and Corey was cute. Yeah, I give him that. Corey was cute. Yeah. And yes, I think that Molly, like ADHD or something. Assholism. Yeah. Assholism. 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 Yeah. Yeah. He says, so uh, so at some point, he says he's darkly, no, dirty smooth. Is that, was that something that was said? Yeah. Something like that. Darkly smooth or dirty. It's darkly smooth or dirty smooth, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Something like that was said. Anyway. So then they go to they go to they go to Norma Desmond. I mean Terrence's house. It was then, absurdly huge. Yes. Like Les, what what do you think something like that? If he lived in Beverly Hills, as I believe they said he did, something uh, like that in Beverly Hills. What do you think that runs? Be like a twenty million dollar home at least. Yeah. Because it was huge. It was humongous. Yeah. And and sterile looking, but humongous. Mm-hmm. And so then, so then Terrence. So then, this is the part I love. How they didn't say Terrence was gay, but then Terrence is like, "This is my husband." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I was like, they worked it in." Terrence mm-hmm. is very unattractive husband. Aw, he makes him laugh. He was not attractive. I didn't say it wasn't true. I just odd. <laughs> <laughs> And then I wrote here, I wrote here, I wrote here, all of a sudden, there are lots of gays on the Hallmark Channel. Like, they've just, they're mm-hmm. all in now. It's basically like an Atlantis cruise. Right. They yeah. are, like, all in. They're like, we are embracing the gay, and we are going with it. Yeah. So this is like a logo all of a sudden, right? Is that the song? Yeah. 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 Logo. So... So then they go and they're having like a food tasting. Wait. Oh, so they go and they're having dance lessons. Yeah. And so. Given by Kendall. Karen. By Kendall. Kendall was a former ballroom dancer. Mm -hmm. Multi-talented. And so like they're doing the dance lessons. The fiance can't dance well. But whatever. Like it was no big deal. And so then Terrence. Um, actually looks at Molly's portfolio and he loves it. He's all stunning. Yeah, he loves it and he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass it on. And then Terrence's husband was kind of giving Terrence a little shade, mm-hmm. like, 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 like judgy looks. 
Right. Well, cause he, because he said, he said something like, you know, I, I love that you're, that you're, uh, doing this for these people or something like that. And Terrence is like, yeah. And I get a, a great deal from all my vendors when it goes well. And the husband's like, well, you used to do it. Cause you, you liked helping people. And then I would have turned around and said, uh, you're liking this mansion. Aren't you? I'd be like, Hey, uh, we don't know what Gary did. Like maybe that was Gary's <laughs> money. Gary. Hey, Gary. That's why I have the mansion. <laughs> you don't have a mansion because you're delivering Grubhub. All right, dude. Like if if oh, right? <laughs> if if we're if we're rudely accepting the premise that that Gary wasn't as attractive as Terrence, maybe Terrence married Gary for the money. It could be, and mm-hmm. if this was Lifetime, that would be it. Mm-hmm. Huh. And then no. then they'd have like a man chained in the basement, like a young guy. <laughs> finally, finally, logical advice regarding regarding marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so so then yeah so terrence like is like oh terrence is like you are truly talented and i'm seriously going to pass this on to somebody stunning stunning you know who says that a lot tom cruise you ever hear like interviews he says everything is stunning 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 so then so then they're at so then this part this next part I was just like, okay, people, I'm done with all of you. <laughs> Where'd you go? Because they're at, they're at a food tasting. They're at the food tasting. And what pushed everything over the edge was the fact that they had seaweed bonbons and cold fish soup, which actually, to me, sounded pretty good. No, I wouldn't like that. None fish of them well. liked it. None of them. Nah. But instead of saying, hey, I don't like this, why don't we have steak and comfort food? Because yes. since this is my wedding after all, why don't you get your world-renowned chef to work with me on this? They were just like, we're done. We quit. The wedding is a... Well, also, when, when you're catering an event, you're not just catering to the people that are, are the, the guests of honor. You also have to take in consideration there's going to be you know probably a couple hundred people all with different food uh, taste in food and allergies. So you're going to need a few options that are like normal. And this is California where, you know, they really do pay attention to your food allergies. Yeah. Now seaweed bonbons and what else? Fish soup. Yeah. But see, but then if this is truly a California wedding, if this is truly cal- a California wedding, they would have, uh, the meat option, the vegan option, the gluten-free option, the keto option, they'd have all sorts of options. Yeah. Have, everybody's on some kind of diet. They have the Nutrisystem option. You, you actually get like a Nutrisystem little Nutrisystem meal. Um, yeah. I, I didn't have and, a problem with the fact that there might be like unusual food at this wedding, and I'm the pickiest eater on the planet. I had a problem with the fact that the fucking wedding planner and got it. There I go again. The the wedding planner and the uh, the chef were so unrelenting to expanding the menu beyond the weird stuff. And I, I think the reason why I got kind of mad too is the fact that we find out that there was actually another couple picked, but Molly's essay was so good, Terrence dropped the other couple and replaced them with Molly. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, he yeah. said that. 
Yeah, that's oh. that. That's another lifetime movie right there. The husband said that. Like, well, I want to follow their story, because like how how their lives like, fell okay, apart you after guys, this. <laughs> I was like, you guys like pouted this entire time, and there could have been another couple who would have like loved this. Yeah, who actually would have enjoyed it. See, yeah. this is that thing. There should have been like a Zoom meeting, you know, where they could just go through different things. Maybe actually have a conversation. This is right. This is an example of terrible communication between people mm-hmm. agreed so they're like so, so they're like so they so then they all go back they they um they leave they leave uh who uh cory and molly had a fight right i just think because i used to, my dad says i promised my mother and you left me so that was cory and yeah. molly having well, that yes. right? molly's digging up the same old song like that digital underground song the same old song all around the world, the same song. She's saying, like, you left and didn't. Yeah. How many times have we been through this? Like, that was like 10 years ago. Move on. Like, right. we've already talked about it. Should... Yeah, I'm going to curse. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I'll do it for you. Fuck. Stop, Molly. But this, yeah, like, Mo- Jordan and Sophia get pissed off and leave, and Corey gets pissed off and leaves. And then Molly. Once again, takes it upon herself to decide that, well, the Beverly Hills wedding is off. Right. None of these assholes should be together, by the way. They're not going to get along. They could, they could try to get, to get together, but this Corey and Molly, that's not going to work. They're not resolving anything. It's going to go, go on and on and on. And then the other stupid couple, they break up. I don't even know. I don't even know why. Well, like, yeah, like jo- Jordan and Sophia have have been basically dating since they were five. Jor- and, uh, Corey and Molly were best friends. Like, like, are there no what? other people in this town for any of them to meet and at least explore the idea that maybe I didn't uh, meet the one when I was a toddler? Right. Get out in the world, yeah. So well, then they, they all... They probably dated some other people in the maternity ward, you know, when they were <laughs> the maternity ward. They played the field at that point, and then they yeah. moved on. Right. So they, so they, so they go home. They go back to Oregon, <laughs> and so I guess they 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 brought Aunt B some chocolates because yeah. they're sitting at the table, and she's like, "Wow, well, you didn't need that wedding anyway." As she shoves chocolate in her mouth. Yeah. Who is she to talk? And then the dad is like, well, you know, when your mother and I used to fight, we, she would make a big pot of tea and we would drink that pot of tea and we wouldn't go to bed until the fight was solved. Really? So that I'll worked? go make some tea. And then the, and then the know, aunt. They didn't know the parents ever had fights. They're like, you fought? Right. I'm like, gee. That's like my dad. He says, we never had fights. <laughs> what? okay but these kids they they actually did the parents actually did hide (laughs) and then the aunt the aunt was like well i'm going to bed now and takes her chocolate as i'm saying it was the only character trait they allowed that poor woman to have is oh she likes chocolates out of a box and the chocolate was almost gone anyway yeah see i would share i would just sit there and eat Eat all the chocolate. There's probably another layer. You know, you know, you lift off like that first layer of the the Whitman right. sampler box, and there's more down below. I think it was that. And then I like take the a little bite. I like the surprise chocolates when we're like they don't they don't they don't tell you what's in it. You know, because mm-hmm. sometimes like on the roof of the box they'll have 
a little outline. I loved, I loved when they would have the little grid on the box because there was something I just oh, yeah. didn't like. And I'm like, well, if, if you know, because I was a fat kid, so my parents would try and limit me when I was like overeating on the the chocolates and stuff. And so they would be like, oh, you can only have two. So I'd want to know, like, well, which two am I going to get? Right. Because you can't play roulette if you only can get two. Then right. Because <laughs> sometimes, you know, in my experience, you got to bite into a couple of them before you buy yeah, the I, right I, like, I, don't, I don't want the one with, like, that jelly in it. Ew. No. Yeah, those. Yes. I don't want a walnut one. Yeah. No, I don't like, like, no, I don't I, like walnuts. I, I like a chocolate. good, I like a good cream one. Yes. Yes. So, for sure. Um, or, like, white chocolate. I love mm-hmm. white chocolate. Oh, okay. So then... They had their pot. Of, Sophia and um, Molly had their pot of tea, mm. and stayed up and drank the pot of tea. So then Molly then goes to the farm to apologize with a little gift, and Jordan is like, "Oh, Molly, I can't be mad at you." I could. <laughs> and so then, so then they apologize, but then we cut back to Terrence's house. And it's really scandalous because the gays are eating the blueberry jam. On like the most gigantic piece of toast ever. Well, you know what else around, I guess. And I was like, <gasps> And of course, you're just talking about chocolates. Well, the, this is so funny to me because the toast was gigantic and the, and like, and Gary is like slathering on that, the jam that that yeah. Jordan made. And then both when he takes, he takes a bite out of it and it was like the loudest crunch sound that the sound effects guy could have. Right. <laughs> Fine. Cause it, it was like crunch, crunch, crunch. Like people that have that, uh, uh, mes- what did they call that one? Uh, mes- Mis- misophonia. Misophonia. Uh, yeah. Mis- misophonia. Misophonia. Which misophonia. is like, the, you don't like the sound of people chewing. Like they were all just killing themselves in that moment. And, and, and then, and then Terrence takes a bite and like has an orgasm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Damn. And he was like, oh, it reminds me of home back in Maine. Jesus. So it was like to that dude, you're like, oh, Terrence was a small town guy too. Until he got corrupted in the in the mean streets of WeHo. Yeah, they couldn't have jam anymore. And by we ho, we mean Montreal. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rue St. Catherine. That's the, that's the gay street in Montreal. Rue St. Catherine. I love Montreal. I do too. Never been. Montreal's fun. That is a beautiful city. Oh, okay. So then Terrence gets an idea. And so they're all at uh, Sophia and Molly's house and the phone rings and Terrence is like, guess what? I have an idea. We can have a Beverly Hills wedding in Oregon. Which I don't even know what that means. And so then we find out. Like, I don't know that. uh, Basically, we're going to go to your. I like I I know what what it ends up being because I saw the movie, but like I hear the phrase Beverly Hills Wedding in Oregon, and I feel like oh you're gonna 
you know, you're going to have a red carpet and you're going to have like those big spotlights and you're going to, you know, you're basically walking down a red carpet that is lined with fake Oscars. That's what I think of. Right. You're going to have a big screen showing all the episodes of Beverly Hills Bunts with Dennis, what's that guy's name? Dennis Franz? (laughs) Is it Dennis Franz? Oh no, not Dennis Franz. Dennis uh, Farina. No, it was Dennis Franz, right? Dennis Farina is a different guy. Well, Dennis Franz was the one on NYPD Blue. Dennis Farina yeah. is the what he always plays like a mob guy or like a cop. Dennis yeah, Franz. Mustache. Okay. Dennis Franz was Beverly Hills Bunce, I think, before okay. NYPD Blue. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so now this plot was ta- we've heard this plot before. No, we didn't like because because Terrence was like, the reason why I was so adamant about this is because oh. my husband and I met on Valentine's Day. Wasn't that a plot of another movie? We a couple watched? movies, yeah. A couple. So they need a new one. I so told you they have like a, they have like one of those lotto ball things of different plot points and they just like pick a few out and they put them in the movie. Actually, we can ask Nina about this when she comes and we talk to her. Oh yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I am curious about that. We need questions. Because this was definitely, we, you know, it's, it's something we've heard several times and the person's really controlling just because Valentine's Day is when they met the love of their life. And so they want everybody else to experience that. Oh, and then Terrence says, a Beverly Hills wedding can happen anywhere. Okay. Oh, but... Sure. Terrence did turn out to be a good guy because he did get Molly this fabulous gallery showing. And they had four weeks to get the wedding together. So yeah. then... She gets to wear her mother's ratty wedding dress. Mm-hmm. With an empire waist, which I was like, isn't an empire waist normally when the bride is kind of pregnant? I don't know. Because doesn't the empire waist make you look like you'd not have you don't have a shape? So well, she was she was pretty thin, and you can kind of get away with it when you're really stick skinny wearing a dress that's that like drapey down below. Hmm. Mm. So they have so they have the wedding, they have the reception. They read Molly's essay as part of the reception. It is a good essay. Oh, I, I, yeah, that well, that was um, um. Uh, Corey's toast at the wedding was the speech. I, th- I actually thought that was the nicest touch in the movie that we A, get to hear the speech and B, it's actually really good and C, they gave you, less a montage of the wedding since we didn't really see the ceremony. So they do a montage of the wedding as the speech is being written. It was very well edited. Yes. It was a nice yes. use of that speech. Well, at that point, they fe- I think that they felt that they needed to throw me a bone. Since I endured this, this was all for you. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. So then we have the wedding. It goes well. Molly tells. So this is the thing that I was talking about. This new trend in Hallmark movies, because Molly tells Corey she's falling in love with him. He says he's falling in love with her. But then we find out because of this gallery thing, she's probably going to move to L.A. because her career is going to take off now. Wait a minute. How long is she in this gallery for? What's she going to do? I guess it was some big gallery. 
stand there in the gallery and say, look, I did this. Why? You go to an opening, you have an opening, and then this just stuff stays in the gallery for well, like. Well, no, you you ideally are you're selling it, so people are you know rich people are coming in saying like, oh, that looks lovely. I'll pay the five thousand dollars for that photo. And so, like, Terrence turned out to be like a connection for her. So now she's gonna move okay. to L.A. for her career, which is okay. what she always wanted to do anyway. And so then she's Good. like, well, what what are we gonna do? I'm moving to LA and then Corey's like, well, we'll figure it out. And he made it sound like he was going to go with her to LA, which this is, but this is a whole new thing in Hallmark movies where they talk about either a potential, like the girl doesn't just move to the other town and give up her life anymore. The woman is now moving for her career and they're always and the guy's like, okay, well, you move for your career and we'll make this work. Yeah. All right, good luck. And they're because moving to LA, which is where all the lifetime movies take place. So you know there's gonna be a murder in the next one. Right. I wasn't convinced that they were in love when they said I'm I'm I think I'm yeah. falling in love and they had and no remember, chemistry. I, I don't think they are. I, I don't think they had chemistry at all. No. no. Well so then, so just think. This time next year, we'll be watching it. She'll be wearing a black hoodie. Mm -hmm. He'll be with another woman. She'll be taking pictures. Mm He'll be with another woman, that's for sure. And it'll be the wrong photographer. And she'll be passing, well, she'll be passing herself off as a wedding planner. Right. And then the box was not right. This was a tragedy. Uh, This movie annoyed me. Oh, this movie annoyed me. Oh well, I, it, it 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 made me angry. It annoyed me. But you know have, what they said? Oh no! I so said they should have seen like they were all in like Schwabs and Schwabs covered like Lana Turner wearing a tight sweater. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because there's that one part. They were walking through the lobby going, well, Greta Garbo sat there and and Fred Astaire and Ginger played cards right there. So they did do that obligatory mm-hmm. old Hollywood scene. They were looking at a picture of Catherine Hepburn at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was hanging on the oh. wall in, the, in the, the lounge where they were sitting. <laughs> what did you guys think of this movie? It was wonderful. <laughs> I, I enjoy. I, I actually didn't hate the movie. I ju- I enjoyed it because I knew that it wasn't good, and I I knew that we'd be on the same page at least conceptually about conceptually about what was ridiculous about it. Right. Yeah, it was like I said. It was very problematic in terms of these people's behaviors. Uh, disaster in uh, communications and uh, just narcissism and a lot of a lot of mental illness was packed into this yeah. movie. Maybe other people don't see it that way. This, this was a movie about having shaky boundaries, boundaries, lack of communication. The people have to stand up for themselves. Just a, just narcissism. A, it's a it's a parade of problems, and it's marching through this town. <laughs> But the and you know what I need as a palate cleanser? I need a lifetime movie. I need some blood. I need some 
I need some. I need a wrong, a killer, a psycho, some chloroform, and a big giant camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need all that stuff. I'll be just fine. I need to but, get a vaccine beetle right in my ass so that, so that herd immunity can begin. Okay. The only thing that good, I think the only thing good that came out of this movie is I'm very excited about the twins movie. Twins. Yeah, that's kind of, I don't know what to think about that. I, I, I might see that for myself. I probably will. And you know what else comes, you know what else comes with the twin switching identity movie? There's always a makeover montage where the twins turn into each other. Because then they, cause yeah. they have to change. Because like yeah, like the the one wearing the flannel shirt has to like switch shirts with the one wearing the tuxedo. Right. If and I then was, they have the scene. Oh, I was gonna say if I was with a woman and she and her twin decided like switch places, I wouldn't say anything. I would just pretend. <laughs> I just pretend like I wouldn't. I didn't know. Well, they always get caught. Well, they, they I remember because I would never call them out on it. Because there was this one movie. Okay, so did you guys ever remember when Harlequin Romance used to have like a movie every Sunday? The Harle- mm-hmm. Harlequin Romance yeah. Sunday. What's, what's and there that? was this one movie. It was about these two twins, and it was like uh, two of them. So one of them was a model in Paris. One of the one of them was a model in Paris, but she had to go to rehab. But she didn't want to lose her gig. So her twin sister came in and took over her modeling gig so she could go to rehab for 30 days. And so they were pulling it off. And it was starring these these twins, Stephanie Beecham and Rick Springfield. And so then... From hard to hold? And so... Yes, Rick, yes. He was an actor. He was an actor and a singer. He was in General Hospital back in the day, Kurt. And so what happened... How they got caught is they were pulling it off, but then the seamstress for the models, because it was in Paris, so the, so the snotty Par- Parisian seamstress, Stephanie Beecham, said that she knew that she was her twin because her butt was bigger. So that's oh, how she got caught. That's a dead giveaway. That's how she got caught. Because she's like, I see her naked all the time, and I knew by looking at your butt that you were not her. Well, stick a hole. So I'm, so I'm okay. very excited to see this. How the twins get caught in this next movie? Yeah, I'm I very guess. excited. <laughs> All right. Well, I, we need to wrap it up, guys. I gotta get going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a long yes, one. I'm starving. I have like a, I have, I have a vegetarian lasagna waiting for me in the kitchen. So yes, mm. I've got to go. Okay. okay. So, if you want to get a hold of me. You can find me on my website, which has just been redone, leskirkendallbarrett.com. Or you can also find me on Facebook at Les Kirkendall Barrett. Uh, Jason. You can find all of us on Instagram at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. You can find me on KurtFitzpatrick.com. It's K-U-R-T. Uh, the rogue show I've been promoting is not happening anymore. I'm it's not? not able to do it. No, I'm not able to oh. do it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but uh, you can hear me on this show. That's it. 
And if you are a fan of podcasts, I actually have a couple of other podcasts that I do. Uh, I have a podcast called The Reality Reading Rainbow, where I talk about books written by reality stars. I also interview people on reality shows. This week, I am interviewing my cousin, Travis Horn, who is otherwise known as the balance guru, who is a contestant on the Go Big Show on TBS. Also... I also have another, uh, if you're a fan of soap operas, you can also uh, listen to my podcast, Soap Opera, Love in the Afternoon. And don't forget to give us a review on whatever platform you listen to us on. And we would love five stars. And I think that's about it. So until next time, uh, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Bye.